We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome into a Thanksgiving edition of KCSN Update here on the Kansas City Sports Network, your daily Chiefs video and podcast from us here. My name is Tucker Franklin. I'm with you on Thursdays and... Listen, it's a great Thanksgiving. Glad that you're going to be joining us for my conversation with Joshua Briscoe of uh, Sports Radio 810. He also does the Times Hours podcast with friend of the program, Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser. Great podcast as well if you're looking for other content in Chiefs Kingdom. But we appreciate you joining us here. I think a little bit of Chiefs content. You know, we can get, you get Chiefs content in a lot of places around YouTube, podcast. But we appreciate you guys making KC Sports Network one of many places that you are getting us getting your getting your Chiefs content for this team that is absolutely rolling into this Rams matchup. Josh is going to join me to talk about that Rams matchup a little bit. We're going to get some impressions from the Chargers game. Hard not to still talk about that Chargers game with just the way that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey played. Man. Getting that stranglehold on that AFC West felt pretty darn good still. So we're still going to be talking about that. Also, we're going to stick with the Thanksgiving theme. Josh and I are going to talk about some things that we are thankful for for the Kansas City Chiefs. But before I get into that conversation, let me tell you about our friends at DraftKings. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. I got up to 65% the other day when I was stacking up some alternate lines for the Chiefs. I really like to do that, just get these smaller lines in there to see if these uh, these receivers, Canarius Tony. No, Gray King hit those yard markers. That's what I really like to do with the, my stepped-up same-game parlays. And with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Here's what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN and place a $5 pre-game Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, you know him on Twitter at JB Briscoe. It's Joshua Briscoe joining me. Josh, how are you doing today? 
at JB Briscoe on every social media I can currently find, at JB Briscoe on your local street corner, at JB Briscoe at your local marquee, not just Twitter. I'm trying to diversify my social media for no particular reason. Mastodon's a big one um, I've seen. I think that's how it's pronounced, but like it's one of those things where I've read it a whole bunch and thought that's yeah. how it's pronounced. But I tried. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm at JB Briscoe there too. I I don't know. I'd rather not post anywhere ever anymore. I think maybe. Yeah, that's uh, I would just like to be able to put a maybe maybe write something down, put it in a bottle, and just chuck it into the ocean. I think that might be my my. I'm at, I'm at JB Briscoe on a message bottle also. I do respect uh, the brand continuity between every all the social media platforms. That's one thing. Uh, even your Venmo is at JB Briscoe. I'm sure people <laughs> wanted to know that, but like your Venmo is the same um, all the, across the board. It's something I just try to strive for in the uh, the brand continuity. Um, Thank you. So. It's important because uh, you never know when one social media giant is going to start feeling kind of wobbly <laughs> under everybody's feet. And so if now it's just like, hey. Is Josh on MySpace? No, but if I go start MySpace uh, up again, I'll make sure I get at JB Briscoe so you can find me there too. That'd be strong. Uh, you've added a plant, I believe, in your background since the last time we oh, recorded. Yes. Thank um, you for noticing. Looks great. Uh, I actually thank you. I've it's uh, I believe it's a um, some sort of corn cane, a Massachusetts cane. I think I don't know. It looks sort of like a palm tree though, which is why mm -hmm. I got grandparents in Arizona. My family's in Florida now, so try to bring a little. A little uh, either southwestern or kind of tropical energy in here. Um, I've had the plant for a while, but it's been in and out of the office space. Now it's here to really fill that white space void for the like uh, for the viewing audience. I, I I'm really glad that you noticed that because it's uh, it's my my budding career as a plant uh, a plant enthusiast. No pun intended has has been really taken off lately. Glad to see it. Something else has been really taking off is the Chiefs and their offense. Let's go. That was a Kent Swanson-esque type transition <laughs> into what we are going to talk about. Josh, I want to get your impressions on Chiefs Chargers. I know this is a Thursday episode, uh, but we usually start to like turn the page on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really hard not to still talk about that Chiefs Chargers game and just the way that everything went down and how the Chiefs have a commanding lead in the AFC West. Yeah, and it's funny because it was a little bit of a different viewing experience for me because I, I wasn't doing post game on eight ten this week. Uh, mm -hmm. I was in Florida with my family, and so prime time eight twenty. Boy, you all in Eastern time, man! If you're there for the prime time, I respect it because I was sitting there at six thirty, being like, we should probably have more football now, right? Um, but it was it was an interesting, not just for the, the lateness of it, but it was an interesting viewing experience because it, it was a rare time where I wasn't like literally writing down every play or several plays per drive and kind of trying to chart out everything that I was seeing to do the show as soon as the whistle blows as, as usual. In this case, it was just sort of one of those roller coaster rides where I didn't have to figure out where the turns were going to be or when there was going to be a loop to loop. I just had to make sure that I was buckled in and I was going to go flying out and that the rest of my family, which is somehow even louder than I am, uh, wasn't going to scare Renee, who is not quite as loud as the rest of us, but holds her own uh, in the volume department. She'll, she can, she can get there. But to be late in that game, when you see the defense having kind of found its footing, right? The offense has lost so many pieces. You're we all ready for the Kadarius Tony game. And then the pesky oh. hamstring pops up. You get there at the end where the chargers do everything right. 
And we have unanimously reached a point as a football watching society where the phrase too much time for Mahomes doesn't just apply to Chiefs games. We started using it in World Cup games. I opened Twitter yeah. during the, the, the Wales US match and found that joke littering my timeline. And I'll take it again whenever US goes down early next. Um, so I or or goes up early. It doesn't really matter. You can either be Mahomes or you can be Mahomes. But if you're mm. the Chiefs, it's only one side of that coin. You are only Mahomesing the team across from you. I even think that we have like a maybe elevated view of the Chargers. Maybe I do because I watch them the most closely against the Chiefs. They always bring their best stuff against Kansas City. And it's never enough because there's always 42 seconds left at some point. And you go, oh, God, I mean, it doesn't. Oh, now it's 13 seconds. Oh, God, you left almost two minutes for Patrick Mahomes? We all knew that game was going to end with the Chiefs walking into the end zone and most likely Travis Kelsey at the end of it. And so to be there in that sort of slightly unplugged viewing perspective was really refreshing for me to remember what it's like to just sort of sit there and go, oh, God, they're going to blow this. Oh, no, they're not. They have Patrick Mahomes and they have Travis Kelsey and that's the Chargers. So actually things are going to be fine here in about two minutes. Right. Uh, One of my favorite things was after the game. Chris Jones was, I think he was on set with Sunday Night Football, and they're like, hey, when did you know that like they're going to win, that you guys were going to win the game? He's like, oh, when they when they scored, and they left a minute 42. He's like, oh, that was, he's like, that's way too much time for Mahomes. He's like, they should Chris Jones literally said, they should have ran the ball a couple times and like tried to waste some more time. Because like, even the defense was like, oh, yeah, no, this is, this thing's done. I mean, and like, I, I, I tweeted this after the game. This is my big picture takeaway. The Chiefs needed superstar performances. They got them from Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jones. So don't, don't you dare any of you take this as my Chris Jones slant. Absolutely not going to be found here today. But like Chris Jones there was like, yeah, whenever my side of the ball screwed up over the course of a drive, gave the Chargers a chance and then let them score, that's when I knew we were going to win because <laughs> right. that's who your offense has at the helm of it. That's Travis Kelsey at age 97 out here looking not a day under 96. I mean, it is it is a tremendous combination of guys really across this whole team. And, and that's obviously not anything new to any of us who've been watching this team for a while. But to just see it time and time again, where you're not even surprised by it anymore, is genuinely kind of incredible. I wonder, this question was asked earlier on the network. I can't remember what, we we got a lot of shows on KCS. A lot of shows you guys, over here. You guys are plugged into KCS, and you know we got a lot of shows. Can't remember which one it was. I believe it was Monday's um, KCS and update with Matt Miller. The question was asked: Who who does do the Chargers fans hate more, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey? Like at that point, I it's got to be Travis Kelsey, though, right? Like when you think about it, I mean, they painted a mural of him getting slammed in a loft. So I mean, <laughs> That's a good uh, point. <laughs> that, that, I think it has to be because because as an opposing fan. He's got to be so frustrating to watch because oh. it only kind of makes sense. Like you, it, you get it, right? right? I don't think anybody's yeah. out here like, oh, I just don't know about this 87 fella. But watching him just be open all the time when Derwin James is there, like he's just, Travis Kelsey is just open. And then once he catches the ball, he will, this might not even be an exaggeration anymore. He will run by guys 10 years younger than him just with like an angle, just kind of running like a, I, now, I'm, now I can't remember where I, I'm pulling this from, but on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, the idea that, that Travis Kelsey, the ball in his hand moves like a, like a, a, an athletic water Buffalo. Like that is, you have a water Buffalo running between some elite defenders in this league and you just, yeah. 
you just can't do anything about it. Mahomes' greatness is so evident that everyone goes, oh, that dude, I mean, he's he's just playing on rookie mode and we can't do anything about that. But with right. Kelsey, you got to just think, well, I don't know. Could you hit him? Can you Have we tried covering him? And the answer is always, yeah, we tried. And it never really seems to work for very long. It's unbelievable. It is insane how just they get that mismatch too and they take full advantage of it like there's one time where derwin james isn't on him and like asante samuel gets flipped on yep. him which yep shout out asante samuel i think he's a good player he can't cover travis kelsey not very oh. many players that can tra cover travis kelsey derwin james is close to about the only one that can come close to covering travis kelsey and i i, I listen i think I think Derwin James is a phenomenal football player. I think he is yeah. very good. Um, it's just very hard to figure out how to stop Travis Kelsey. And the best part about Travis Kelsey's touchdowns, on two of the three, he celebrated early. Like, he celebrated yes. before he got into this. He's like, yep, I am scoring. And, like, the one was, like, a swing screen pass. And he still had, like, three guys to get through. And he's like, I'm going to go ahead and high-step this one in. Um, it's great. You love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. And and part of it, you mentioning like the little swing screen thingy, like that's that's an offensive coaching staff gold star as well, right? Like oh, that's yeah. something else that should get involved in this conversation of Mahomes' greatness, Kelsey's greatness, but also the offensive minds knowing what to do with them. And, and it's always going to be kind of a funny, uh, if you want to make them the holy trinity of this offense of Reed, Kelsey, <laughs> Mahomes, uh, especially without Tyree Kill being here, you know, uh, you can really get biblical with it. But it, it's kind of funny that I, I don't know that we're ever going to give any of them an, enough credit because right. it's so easy to imagine like, well, yeah, if the Jets had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I bet they'd be really good. Or if the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes and no Travis Kelsey, I bet they'd be really good. We've seen the Chiefs with Andy Reid, Alex Smith, and Travis Kelsey. They mm -hmm. were really good. But having them all together isn't just a matter of like three Hall of Famers at their positions. It is, it is multiplicable, multiplicable. I don't know. You can multiply it by an order of magnitude where you have all time, great, all time, great, all time, great, creating more options for each other. Like that really right. is kind of the crazy thing where Mahomes' greatness is amplified. That's a word I can pronounce. Mahomes' hmm. greatness is amplified by Kelsey and Reed. And that is true of Reed to Kelsey and Mahomes, true to Kelsey and Mahomes and Reed, et cetera. So just that 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 holy trinity of, of Kansas City Chiefs football, um, hallelujah. I mean, that's all I can say. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think that's a good segue into what uh, what we want to talk about. And it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we're in the mood of giving thanks. Uh, so we're going to give some thanks for. to some che- things that we are thankful for at the Kansas City Chiefs organization. Josh, let's go around the table. Uh, okay. You can start. I don't know how many things you have, but first we're just going to go one by one. Uh, so you go first that. and then I'll kind of well, like uh, round Robin. Yeah. I'll take the green bean casserole. I'll get my scoop and then I'll hand it back to you again. Yes. Um, yes. I am thankful for the ability to appreciate multiple things at once, which is not what you knew. My first one was going to be, and maybe I already, already got us there in the Trinity. I don't even mean it within the chiefs. I mean, I very rarely felt the, the football joy that I felt uh, watching Rob Gronkowski. In my childhood, what I felt watching Tony Gonzalez, what I feel now in a position of like occasional lunatic who also has the opportunity to talk about this team as a part of my job when I watch Travis Kelsey. And you can go back further in time to, to I don't know that I ever felt good watching Antonio Gates, but I get it. Um, and and the the tight ends of the past, all, you, you could build an incredible Thanksgiving table uh, I'm personally a huge fan of Mark Andrews. One, because it's excellent. Two, because he's diabetic. And that right there, yeah. got a bond. Uh, as is Noah Gray, which I didn't learn until like two weeks ago. And now Noah Gray is oh. also on my list of type oh. one diabetic tight ends, who I'm a, a big fan of, I guess. I like to think that I'm a diabetic tight end of a different sort. Mm. But the uh, the tight ends of, of NFL history, of present, of future, I have really lost Thanksgiving theme. This is going to be shocking. I've really lost my appetite for goat conversations of well who's is he the greatest or is he the greatest he's the greatest of his area he's the greatest of his area i don't really care anymore i really don't i and we do it with mahomes and allen and we're gonna do it with justin herbert in some level forever i don't that doesn't add anything to the conversation to me anymore what i am continually thankful for is the ability to remember players and eras simultaneously and differently for the greatness that they have brought so that's the first thing that i'm i'm thankful for Wow, uh, that was uh, that's very good. That's very well thought out. Multifaceted. Love green bean casserole. I made it my uh, first one. Yeah, green bean casserole is is quite delicious. Um, that is one of the ones that I will be having several ser- servings of today. So yeah. first most thing of, I, yeah, uh, first thing I want to say that I'm thankful for is, uh, you know, in this game, there's a lot of people that think they can do this job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter that say. Why didn't why didn't they make this move at this time or why did they why did they cut per, this person at this time or how come they didn't sign Brett Veach I'm very thankful for I I, I kind of said it on the post game show I, I'm thankful to have a competent general manager when you look around the league yeah there's not a lot of those around there I mean you got Howie Roseman Brett Veach maybe less need jury's still out on less need I think uh, yeah. he got a Super Bowl but like it's not looking too great right now uh, there's a there's only a, a good few of like general managers that you feel good about leading your team. Brett Veach is one of those. Brett Veach, 
if, if Howie Roseman wasn't around, like if Howie Roseman mm-hmm. didn't have just such a good offseason, Brett Veach would have would probably win uh, Executive of the Year, uh, I believe. But like, yeah. they should just probably name that award after Howie Roseman now, um, just because of of what he did. But um, with the Eagles, but I I'm very thankful for the Chiefs front office being competent, um, having good ownership. That's another thing that like is a rarity in the NFL and just in professional sports in general, having good ownership that care about the team and care about the employees. Also great. But I do want to give, give a shout out to Brett Veach because I think a lot of the times chiefs Twitter can turn on Brett very quick mm-hmm. and they, they're also, they also can be very, I love Brett Veach one day and the next day be like, we need to fire this guy. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good to appreciate uh, Brett Veach for what he is. Had a very phenomenal draft class. I know that's not just him. There's a lot of different people in that that go um, and, and involve themselves in recruiting and just scouting the draft class in general. But he's gotten very, he's gotten so much better from 2018 when we talk about that draft. Uh, atrocious. I'll throw that word out there. Draft class from uh, the Breland trading up for Breland speaks. The only good player coming out of there is. But Derek Nottie, right? Yeah. Uh, he was in that draft class. So that's the yeah. only player I believe that's still on the roster from that 2018 draft class. And then working your way to now where you've got what, 10 rookies making the active roster out of training yeah. camp. It's just like, yeah. it's incredible the the growth that's happened and uh, just how the Chiefs front office is run. I think, I think that's what I'm very thankful for off the top. Well, I hope that the thing you're thankful for is something I can continue to be thankful for in the future because I'm thankful for Chris Jones. I uh, I invoked his name earlier already because I can't let another another moment go by without talking about him. And frankly, I'm thankful for the ability uh, to have a great matchup uh, coming up on Sunday. Chiefs-Rams, a battle between the best interior defensive lineman in football and Aaron Donald. It's going to be really uh, a really good matchup. That All right, don't make yeah, – hold on now. Don't clip this. That was kind of a joke. Um, it's most, I don't know, mostly Aaron Donald's generational. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones is unbelievable. And he's been unbelievable at the exact moment where, where if you have, uh, been a part of the chorus of, uh, well, can you be the CEO of stagnation? If your company goes bankrupt, you have late in these games, you have consistently throughout this year, you have from the inside and from the edge. It worked this time. Everybody, Chris Jones being an absolute game wrecker. Um, I think that all of that is going to make him a cornerstone piece for the next version of the Chiefs and and not one of those guys that you see get moved right before the Chiefs see a drop-off potentially coming or just find value for themselves. I would have said that about Tyreek Hill around this time last year too, I'm sure. Although his speed is interesting. And I don't know, I don't know what the Chiefs think in terms of how Chris Jones's game is going to evolve in, in what would be his next contract, but with a defensive unit that has done a lot of things well enough that has had good moments and that has had guys step up and various different guys step up. Nothing has been more constant than Chris Jones being a destroyer of worlds uh, when the chiefs absolutely need a superstar performance on a defense that has a lot of good players, but not a lot of superstars right now. Chris Jones is that guy. I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball for my second thing that I'm thankful for you got to give it to the guy who's kind of pulling the strings is Steve Spagnuolo. Listen, yeah. at the beginning of the season in training camp, I remember he was put on the podium and he basically said, I like veterans better than rookies. Um, <laughs> and like, he basically said what we knew already. Right. But he just like admitted it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, he admitted it. Um, kind of uh, moment right there. Uh, but 
he's been able to use these rookies, and these rookies have been able to come in and not skip a beat at all. That's been the most, I don't know, I think that's probably been the most surprising thing this season for me. Not that the rookies have been playing well, but they came in and played well from, like, literally game one. And, yeah. like, I really expected the Chiefs defense to struggle the first six to eight weeks of the season just because, you know, it's it's one of those things in the NFL where offenses start really hot, the defenses adjust, and it just kind of all evens out towards the end of the year. This year, uh, Dan Orlovsky went on, like, a whole rant about, like, oh, I don't know if you saw this, but he went on a whole, like, tangent and, like, brought up numbers, historical numbers about how, like, the revolution in the run game, like, running average run or average yards per rush is, like, the highest it's been since, like, 09, I think, and, like, the yeah. – the average passing yards are down uh, this year mm -hmm. too. So it's like lower since like 78 or something like that. Really? That's upsetting. That's how upset I am about that. Sorry. I'll stop woofing as soon as I catch my breath on how bad the passing game has been across the NFL this year. That scared me. That put a jolt of adrenaline <laughs> looked, in me. Holy you God. looked afraid. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll control myself. No, no, it's okay. Uh, it's full moon. So it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, I no, want these green bean casserole. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm ready for it, man. <laughs> so I think Steve Spagnuolo, to be able to get these rookies ready, get them put in the right positions, and get them to be able to perform to the best of their abilities. Look, Nick Bolton at the beginning of the year last year didn't look the best because he wasn't in the best position possible for him. Now he's in a position where he can really thrive and really play his game, which has been, I think, absolutely huge for him and his development, getting a pick to seal the game at the end of, the, at the end of that Chargers game. Um, was incredible. Uh, so I think that Steve Spagnuolo, I'm very thankful for, again, a competent coaching staff. Um, yeah. Just I'm just thankful for competency, apparently. That's an okay thing to be thankful for. I, uh, <laughs> I think, in fact, that's a good thing to specifically be thankful for because if you gloss over the competence, you're, you're only going to notice, to go back to your first uh, thankful group, if you go, all right, yeah, the Chiefs are a competent front office. Brett Veach has had a good roster, more or less. But, man, like I'll just pick one that, you know, I'm thinking about. They shouldn't draft the running back in the first round. If that's the only thing you remember when you think of Brett Veach, you're going to have a falsely negative opinion of him or of a front office or whatever. With Spagnolo, if all you think of is Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman, you're going to have a falsely negative uh, perspective of him. I was going to go back, stay on the a defensive side, but just move down the field a little bit. You got most of it already, but I want to specifically highlight the defensive backfield. This is a mm -hmm. defensive backfield right now where half, half of their active DBs the last two weeks in a row, I think, um, have been rookies. It's yeah. it's McDuffie, Watson, Williams, Cook, and Naze Johnson. That's that's half of your backfield, not rookie contracts, not young guys, first year players getting considerable playing time. You you already mentioned that the whole spags and veterans thing, and I was absolutely I I I might have said something along the lines of. I don't care what the Chiefs defense looks like the first 10 weeks of the season, but I bet the last six or seven weeks of the season, they're going to show some real growth. They showed competency, to take your word. They showed competency much, much earlier than that, and specifically in the secondary without Trent McDuffie. Look, I I was surprised when they cut Lonnie Johnson, and frankly, still, with all this being said, I would not have made the Rashad Fenton trade um, because right now I don't think we know what it looks like when one of those guys gets hurt, and now you're, now you're saying, hey, is Chris LeMond's ready? for that spot. And obviously he got hurt. So I value depth of that position a lot. And so that makes me nervous. But what the chiefs are telling us is that they have total faith in those, those rookie defensive backs. And man, what a ridiculous thing to be able to say uh, about a group full of rookies. Absolutely. Um, 
It's incredible. And not only are you getting rookie contributions on the defensive side of the ball, also on the offensive side of the ball. I say Pacheco has looked like he's becoming RB1, which is yeah. incredible for a seventh round rookie out of Rutgers, out of all Rutgers. places. Football for, powerhouse for Rutgers. As as we all know, uh, the powerhouse at Rutgers is, um, I mean, you're getting great stuff from Sky Moore, who had a big game against the Chargers. Um, it's just very encouraging all around, Josh. But before I let you go, I we've got to talk about this this game coming up with the Rams. Um, the Rams are not in a good spot um, no. as a team. They are battered. Cooper Cup dealing with an injury. Um, I don't think it was a turf-related injury, but it was definitely an injury that was not good for him. Matthew Stafford came back from a concussion, got another concussion. So I, I it's not official that he's out, but he's probably going to be out. Um, I think when when you look at this line, the Chiefs opened as 14-point favorites. I believe the line has moved to 14.5 now. Yes, it has. Uh, so Chiefs 14.5 home favorites. It's a big number in the NFL. Not only is Matthew Stafford out, I don't, I don't can't remember the name of their backup quarterback, but he is also going I was going to ask because I feel I, – I, so like, as I've mentioned already, I've, I've been on vacation, and so like yeah. I saw Matt Stafford – injured concussion whatever i'm like oh boy i wonder is it still john wofford back there um and so now it's my uh, depth chart over here says it john john wofford and bryce perkins um look you you made the point already i don't really care who the quarterback is that this game i've said this about other games particularly afc south games and they've come back to bite me but this game should be in a no contest um the only thing that scares right. me off 14 points is that point spreads that big make me nervous because weird things happen. And if Chad Haney comes in and throws a pick um, all of a sudden now I've, I've lost a, a shiny nickel because it's just a big, it's just a big, big number. But if you said to, Hey, pick a side of it, I'd say the chiefs win this game by 20 points, just because as you've said, the Rams are top to bottom right now, hurt, thin, old, and not showing any signs of any of those things going in the other direction. So the, the Chiefs are simply a better team across the board here in a way that I think I wanted to believe about the Titans, but do actually believe about the Rams. Actually believed about the Colts as well, uh, but it might that game would have been different if Sam Ellinger is your starting quarterback there. Very much so. Um, the Colts team is interesting to say the sure least. Sure is. Um, sure is. Golly, what a what a team. But looking just look at their injury looking at their injury report from last week. Now this doesn't take into account injuries that happened during the game. John Warford uh Wolford was had a neck injury, Matthew Stafford concussion. He ended up playing, but Wolford is hurt. I mean, they got Aishan Robinson. Uh, he had an illness, didn't play last week. Uh, Brian Allen, their starting center, was out for last week's game. Uh, Greg Gaines, uh, he ended up playing, but like he's on the injury report. Uh, it's if the Chiefs don't, it's hard to okay. Say it, the, no, say I, it with your chest. Say it and mean it because you're right. The Chiefs should cover the spread, and it shouldn't yes. be. This game should not be close. But Andy Reid's never going to run up a score. And like I don't even think like winning by 21 points is running it up. But like, no. you know, Andy Reid's not going to do that. Like Andy Reid's not going to uh, have Patrick Mahomes in. If they, are, if they are up, if they're up 14 points in the fourth quarter, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is in this game. I think uh, three possession might, might be my cutoff. I think it might be 20 fair. for me, which is why I think, hey, that 14 number, it's why it's different at 14 and 28 because they're not pe playing for college football playoff, you know, uh, votes yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, you're, you're totally right about it. Here, here's, here's my pivot point spread, no point spread, whatever. 
If the Chiefs do not control this game from very early on and perpetually through the rest of the game, that's that's something to keep an eye on. If this offense looks constipated, looks like it has a hard time getting things moving, um, regardless of what receivers end up being out there, as that has been a big question for the Chiefs, they have to make this look like a Chiefs game going up against a two-touchdown underdog that is barely even within that range because of vibes. Like that's yes. Super Bowl irrelevant, backup quarterback, all those injuries. The Chiefs need to dominate this game. I'm trying to pull this up real quick. I accidentally went to 2021 Chiefs slogs. Uh, but I believe against the A or the NFC West this year, the Chiefs have also just rolled NFC West teams. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, when it comes to like total yardage on the NFC West against the Chiefs, I have uh, lost my money with the Chiefs against the AFC South, and I have won it back against the NFC West. Appreciate the uh, Cardinals and Niners for playing along as well as they did. Yeah, so Cardinals and Niners are the two teams that they've played in the NFC West. Total yardage when you look at that: four hundred and seventeen total yards in the Niners game, three hundred and sixty week one against the Cardinals. So you're looking at. Uh, over 700 yards, over 777. Is that what that is? Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. Wow. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. It's, it's a Thanksgiving miracle. We just hit the slots on that one. I think it's <laughs> the one to end on right there. 777 in the total yardage uh, category. I did that math off the dome too, so I'm stoked about that. Um, I'm glad that you're confident because I you said enough numbers and I was thinking about DraftKings. So I hope you got those numbers right. Well, make sure you check out the great offers that they got going on at DraftKings that I talked about at the top of the show. Um, Josh, thank you for joining me on today's episode. Kind of a, a nice Thanksgiving episode. So we, uh, I'm we thankful appreciate for you, you today, Tucker. Thank you for having me. I'm thankful for you as well that you took some time Aww. to talk with me on Thanksgiving. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's episode of KCS and Update. Make sure to stay tuned to our channels. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you get to spend some time with the ones you love and just. Have a great time watching some football, being guys being dudes, you know, or girls being gals, you know, you can do that as well. Whatever floats your boat. Um, have a good your time watching boat. football, being with family. Gravy boat, insane. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. I already said that, but I want you guys to know that tomorrow Trevor Sikama is going to be on KCS and update. And he's going to talk about his three key matchups. Last week, correctly predicted the score. Insane. 30 to 27. Uh, there's a clip of it on the KCSN social media. Make sure you go check that out. He's just like teeters back and forth between a couple of scores. He's like, nah, it's going to be 30, 27. Incredible. Um, when you, when you hear it in retrospect, so he is a genie. Trevor is a genie, uh, comment that in the YouTube comments <laughs> below. Trevor is a genie. So tomorrow will be Jay Kissel. <laughs> we'll be back. I won't be back until next Thursday, thankfully. Uh, so you guys don't have to deal with that. So until then I'll talk to you guys later. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.